Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science. You're in for a fast-paced, storytelling, action-item-rich leadership growth experience. I hope you make this podcast a habit. I consider it a leadership mentoring tool. Learning together makes us better together, and that is how we change the world around us. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki, and today's episode is a special series with my friend Renee Smith. It's called To Work With Love. I believe that loving leaders transform workplaces and create work experiences that are meaning-filled. Renee fights against fear-based leadership and helps us learn how to lead with love and do it in such an empowering way. You're going to love this episode. Renee, take it away. To work with love, that's not just a catchphrase or an attention-grabbing slogan, though the notion of bringing love into the workplace has certainly stopped many people dead in their tracks. But love is actually an essential human experience and a set of actions that we need in every area of our lives, including in our teams and organizations. When we get over our surprise and get to the heart of the matter, I think it becomes really clear that a loving environment creates the conditions for safety, acceptance, and belonging. Such love manifesting as respect, trust and compassion, as challenge, equity and appreciation, all of those trigger our human neurophysiology to be calm and clear where we can each contribute our very best. This loving environment is heavily influenced by leaders. In fact, numerous researchers, Cuddy, Haight, Edmondson, Zapala, Cameron, Grant, Purr and others have shown that leaders who are kind, humble and caring, leaders who are authentic, vulnerable and candid, leaders who are forgiving and altruistic and warm and self-sacrificing, these leaders foster environments that are more effective with better performance outcomes and they enjoy more learning, innovation and growth on their teams. This central role of leadership has surfaced in my own research as well. So in 75 interviews, as well as hundreds of informal workshops around the world, I've asked people for their stories of times when they felt afraid at work and times when they felt loved at work. Now, in the coming months, we're going to explore all of these different kinds of stories and learn from them. But for today, we're going to focus on the role of leadership in creating a more loving human workplace. Now, last time we talked about the role of leaders in what I like to call moments that matter and in embedding love in structures of our organizations. But today I want to focus in on the leadership behaviors day to day that can have a powerful, positive impact. One of the top three stories that people tell me when I ask them about their experiences of love at work is this. My leader loved me as a person. This love from leaders takes a bunch of different forms, and I want to just kind of describe those for you. So loving leaders take the time to make meaningful, sincere human connections so that team members felt known as people with multiple dimensions, not just kind of resources or inputs into the value stream. Loving leaders support the unique learning and growth potential of their team members. And this looked like a leader getting to know their team member, their interests and skills, as well as their aspirations, and truly investing in their learning with opportunities to stretch and contribute. Loving leaders convey trust in employees and believe in them. This is true when things are going well and the employee is listened to and given a chance to step up with an idea or innovation or on a project. And this trust and belief holds true in the face of mistakes too. Love sometimes looks like providing the opportunity to face up to a mistake, 
to correct it and learn and continue enroll without shaming and marginalizing. Loving leaders challenge employees to step up and be more, sometimes actually having more belief than the employee had for themselves. Loving leaders are committed to growing in equity and allyship for the good of all employees too, embracing their own work in overcoming biases and respecting the lived experiences of team members. They embrace it as their job to create an environment where everyone feels they belong and know they matter. Loving leaders are humble and vulnerable. They model being real by being open to naming their own mistakes and shortcomings without it being about them. What was the impact of all this love from leaders? It was loyalty, extra effort made on tasks, engagement, and team members being truly excited for their jobs. I want to tell you about a woman I'll call Helen. Helen was excited for her new job and for the training opportunities that she was going to have. But she was really crestfallen when she realized that the first training was in a city about an hour away and that she would need to drive herself up the interstate highway. Because you see, Helen had never learned to drive on the interstate before, and she was deathly afraid of merging onto the highway and exiting on the off-ramp. And so she actually declined the opportunity and her boss was totally puzzled and asked why she couldn't go. She was super embarrassed, but explained her dilemma. And her boss asked her if she was willing to learn to drive on the interstate. And she was like, yes, but wondered what he was getting at. He actually scheduled time with her and they went out and he taught her how to drive on the freeway and how to use the on and off ramps. And then she practiced and successfully drove herself to that training and then to many other places over in the years that followed. Now, before you say, come on, Renee, it's not our job to teach someone how to drive. Okay, maybe not, but by meeting Helen where she was at and investing in her as a person so that she could truly engage workplace opportunities, that leader changed her life and created one of the most loyal, committed employees that you would ever wanna meet. In fact, he hired her into other positions and organizations as he moved jobs, and she was a top contributor on his team in different places for more than 15 years. Turnover costs us dearly in time and money and energy and reputation, but loyalty and reliability and consistent contributions are incredibly valuable. Now, obviously, leaders have limited time and resources, and you can't personally fill every gap in need but you can create an atmosphere where people help each other. And I just believe that you will know, I will know, we each will know when we have the chance to do something significant in a team member's life. Finally, I think it's important to point out that leaders need love too. And when I speak to leaders around the country and around the world, they remind me of this, that they are committed to loving their team members, but they also have needs as, as humans. So if you're a leader, yes, you can't go on giving without also having some love poured into you too. So please be open to that. Ask for what you need and let your vulnerability bring you support. And if you're a team member reflecting on your own leader, remember that your leaders are people too, trying to do their best, real humans with strengths and opportunities to learn and grow with hopes and dreams, worries and fears. So check in on them as people and extend kindness to your leaders. Share your sincere appreciation and show interest in them just as you hope to receive. And that will bring all this love full circle on your team. I am so glad that you joined me today. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with love, 
message me on LinkedIn or visit my website, makeworkmorehuman.com. That's the website for a human workplace. There you can learn more about how my team and I help leaders and teams operationalize love and humanity in moments and structures that matter. Until next time, go put love at the center of your work today. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.